Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering all the daily events of the European royal families. Today we'll be talking about the updates and events from April 1st, 2020. Starting off with the British royal family, uh, Prince Charles today released a video from his home in Scotland where he was uh, self-isolating and he talked about his experience with coronavirus, Um, but the whole video was a message to the country about thanking those that are helping, uh, encouraging those that are isolated, and just a general good message. Um, which sounded similar to messages that we've heard from the monarchs of all the other countries. Um, And even though Charles is not king, the message was fantastic and very kingly. Um, So it was really great to see that, and I'm sure the country really wanted to hear from him, given his recent diagnosis and recovery with coronavirus. Um, So I think that is a really great thing that he did today. And that seems to be the only news from the British royal family today, so we are going to now move on to Belgium. And in Belgium, King Philippe Skyped with residents of two uh, residential nursing homes, which is a continuation of the Belgian royal family's tradition, or not tradition, but like what they have really, with the Belgian royal family's emphasis of caring for the elderly who are extremely isolated right now um, because they can't receive visitors and they are stuck in their nursing homes. Um, in self or not self-isolation, but like in social distancing and it's just, it can't be easy. Um, so that is what we saw today. Uh, it looks like King Philippe has changed his setup a little bit. Um, he's still using his computer for Skype, but he has a bigger monitor now. Um, and that was all for Belgium. So we are now going to skip Denmark and the Netherlands because there was nothing new and move on to Norway. Prince Akun today continued his video calls. Uh, today he was able to speak with three owners of grocery sh- grocery shops uh, throughout Norway where he spoke to them about how they are doing during this time, their business um, and how the business is doing. Um, they talked about how the employees are handling kind of their overload um, of work that they have had um, and they also talked about like how grocery shopping is going now. Um, apparently in Norway, it has normalized and it's kind of back to um, where it was, which gives me, an American, a lot of hope um, that maybe someday soon our, our grocery stores won't be so full and empty of products to buy. Um, 
So, you know, it was great. And Akun thanked them uh, and applauded their work during the crazy time of people just stockpiling. Um, and, you know, I think I, I talked about this yesterday, too. But I think Akun and the Norwegian royal family are doing a really great job of highlighting um, things that people wouldn't necessarily think about um, as being super important jobs during this time, you know, such as people who clean hospitals that I'm sure they have gotten overlooked everywhere. Um, and so that's who he talked to yesterday. And today he was talking to grocery store owners of like local independent small grocery stores too. Um, so I think that's just really important. And I think he's doing a great job of um, kind of highlighting the work that all of Norway is doing. Um, and so that was what we had in Norway. And now we're going to move on to Spain. Today was another day of meetings for King Felipe and Queen Letizia. This is just the new normal. Um, they have a bunch of meetings. They report on all of them. So here we go. Um, together, they had a video conference with the representatives of San Carlos Clinic, uh, which is in Madrid and is one of the leading clinics in the research against COVID. Um, and this, uh, in the clinic, San Carlos Clinic is part of the Solidarity Project with the World Health Organization, um, which is a global project for finding an effective treatment for coronavirus. Um, so that is something that is really, really important. Um, and just like a reminder that yes, right now, I, I saw this on Twitter today or somewhere, like yeah, right now our borders are closed, but we're working together more than we ever have as a, as a world. Um, you know, Spain is working with every other country, um, for the effective way to treat coronavirus. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Um, and this kind of highlighted that. Um, and then, uh, Felipe had a video conference with representatives from the innovation and manufacturing world in Spain, um, where they talked about the production of health materials, um, and then he also met with the Minister of Finance. Um, they have had that meeting in person. Uh, Queen Letizia had a phone call with the director of the um, Gypsy Secretary Foundation, um, where they were able to talk about the concerns coming from the Gypsy or Roma population, um, which is about 75 thousand, 750,000, uh, strong in Spain. So it's a pretty big population, um, that live in segregated settlements. Uh, so they were able to talk about the concerns for the Roma families, um, and the highly vulnerable people that are living in them, um, but not seeking out care. Um, so that is, I'm sure a really important conversation. Um, and another thing that I just would never have thought about, um, and then it was also announced today that uh, 200,000 pairs of protective glasses, 
And then it was announced today that 20,000 pairs of protective glasses and protective like hazmat suits, as well as 100,000 pairs of gloves arrived in Spain today from Awe um, after Felipe and the president of Awe uh, worked together to get this donation um, in place. So that is really, really great. And Spain definitely needs that. Um, and so that is what happened in Spain today with the royal family. And now we are going to move on to Sweden. This afternoon, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel were working from home and attended a webinar on coronavirus, uh, where the topics discussed were um, the short-term and long-term effects of the pandemic on life and health, as well as the effects on the economy and business. Um, so that, I think, is just, you know, another really great example of, like, they're learning what they can, um, and that... Sweden has done a great job of like keeping themselves informed of coronavirus and like what its effects are in long term. Um, so I think that is really, really important. And that is it for the daily rundown part of this podcast. Um, and now we are going to move on to the history of the modern Swedish monarchy. <laughs> As you may remember from Tuesday's episode, Sweden and Norway were united as a country until 1905 when Norway separated and created their own constitutional monarchy. Um, so prior to the split, the kingdom, the United Kingdom of Norway and Sweden was run by the House of Bernadotte, um, which are actually, it's the family that is still on the throne in Sweden. And so we are going to start our story in 1844 with King Oscar I, who served as King of Sweden and Norway. So during Oscar's reign, um, he had near absolute authority because of the way the Swedish constitution is written or was written. Um, but he didn't use it as an autocrat would. Um, he did some things such as establish freedom of the press very early on and also passed the first law in Sweden that supported gender equality. Um, they had a long road to go, but he passed it in 1845. That is before in America um, the, civil, no, the, the Civil War had even happened at that point. Um, America still had slaves when Sweden was passing gender equality laws. So, you know, there's, there's that. Um, and then he was also responsible for creating uh, a unity feel between the two kingdoms by creating a flag and a coat of arms that represented the union. 
Um, so in the mid-1850s, Oscar became pretty, pretty sick. Um, and in 1857, he became completely paralyzed. And then two years later, in 1859, he, um, he died. So he was married to Queen Josephine, and they had five children. And his oldest son uh, became Carl the Fifteenth upon Oscar the First's death. Um, so Carl the Fifteenth actually was serving as regent from 1857 um, until the death of his father on July eighth, 1859, when he became king. Uh, nine years earlier, he had married Louise of the Netherlands, and they had two children. Louise and Carl Oscar. Their son, however, passed away before his second birthday, um, while his daughter, Louise, married Frederick VIII of Denmark, um, and she became the mother of two kings, uh, the King of Denmark, obviously, and the King of Norway, which we also talked about on Tuesday. Um, so Carl XV was a very popular king. Uh, he continued the role of his father in gender equality laws, um, and he had a motto. This is going to be a theme for all of the monarchs of Sweden, for all the kings that we're going to talk about. They had personal mottos that they um, served Sweden with. And his motto was, with law small, the land be built. He continued um, being politically um, in sync with Denmark as well, uh, with the Sweden Norway unity and Denmark, they kind of all stuck together as a unit, which is kind of funny because they still kind of do that, just in a very different way. Um, and so when he passed, he had no male children, and his daughter was the queen consort of Denmark, so the throne went to his brother, Oscar. And so as the brother of Carl the Fifteenth, Oscar was never really meant to be king, obviously. Um, he was 43 when he ascended to the throne, and he took the personal motto, the welfare of the brother's people. Um, he mostly resided in Sweden, but did make an attempt to be fluent in Norwegian. Um, the two languages are extremely similar, in case you don't know this, um, but have obviously like a bit of a dialectical difference. Um, so because he was the king of the united norway sweden kingdom um during the time that the norwegians wanted to peacefully secede um there was a lot of trouble at this point i talked a lot about this um on tuesday's episode as well um because it's such a big part of like the history of norway's monarchy um and not as much of sweden so when King Oscar vetoed the bill for Norway to have some separate government establishments in terms of foreign policy, um, there was a bit of a problem. <laughs> um, so he was against the separation and was failing to act as King of Norway in the best interest of the Norwegian people. Um, so in 1905, these countries separated and Oscar became the King of Sweden and Sweden alone. Um, one of the things that he left a legacy in is the arts. Um, he was a huge fan of the theater, um, and he was such a fan that on his deathbed, he insisted that theaters stay open while the country mourned, um, and so the theaters did. So in 1907, when Oscar died, uh, the, the, throne, the throne went to the oldest of his four sons, Gustav. 
And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with the rest of the rundown and the rest of the Swedish history. Um, So I will talk to you all then. Have a great day. Bye.